Hi, this is Thomas with Believe in the Run. This is Robbie with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And you're listening to the Drop Podcast. And this time, guys, we're doing it from a couch. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. We're at the running event. Super weird. And I like to call it Trey, and I think it's catching on, even is though it? most people call it TRE, but it is actually Trey. Yeah, we found a couch in an alleyway, so we're just hanging out and sitting on it. Robbie went for a run, found a dead body and a couch, and he's like, ooh, couch. There's a lot of couches out on the run today. What? On the on the ladybird trail, oh. some like stashed I, in the woods and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there was a yeah. few yeah. couches. Anyways, Anyways that's yeah. irrelevant. If you're listening to this, you probably know this is our podcast about all things running. I mean, really, it's really gone sideways at this point. It's running. It's whatever Robbie wants to talk about, <laughs> and uh, we hear stories and parables and all kinds of parables. Things. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's like makes me feel like I have some wisdom to share with the world. You do have wisdom to share with the world. <laughs> they might like not if you want to know how to get an Arby sandwich for free, Robbie can tell you. Yeah, hit me up, DM me. Um speaking of free stuff, we uh we're at the running event and we're going around to booths, seeing what they got, getting some samples. Uh got a lot of C B D samples in that gift bag. Yeah. Uh, did you take any? I haven't tried to eat the gels yet. <sighs> Tried, I tried later. to eat the gels. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty easy to get down. Uh, like the the creams or whatever. I'm like, if you heat those up. I don't know. Did you rub the uh, creams on? <laughs> anyways, skin soft. More importantly, we're at the running event. Uh, we're not supposed to be talking about the running event though, because no, that's we're for talk next about the week's podcast. Next week, because we're. I mean, today was just the first day. Yeah, and we visited a bunch of people. We got more people to visit tomorrow. We got a big Puma event tomorrow that we're excited about. By the time you hear this, it's like the Puma event in the past. We time travel a lot. Yeah, so we can, like, dabble in it, but next week's podcast is going to have, like, the full recap of it. Yeah. Um, But we did want to talk about, because we got some more important stuff than just very, running Very, very important things. Freaking, there was a race last weekend, and Team Believe in the Run, minus myself, because, you know, I didn't want to show them up, uh, ran some amazing races at the NCR. Yeah. NCR, NCR marathon half and, and half marathon. Yeah, okay. Half yeah. and full marathon. So tell me uh tell me how that went. So first off, it's kind of like a local race in, in Baltimore and it's on a ro- rail to trail style course. You've been on it. Everybody trains on it yeah. around here. But it's always like kind of like a backup race for us. Like a two thousand nineteen, I had a bad wine glass, so I was like I reloaded and a couple weeks later we went back and ran it and I had a good race. It's cold. It's Flat. Flat. It's, there's no surprises. There's no spectators. It's kind of like... You basically described Antarctica. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I haven't run Antarctica. Cold, flat, no spectators. And find out. But yeah, so uh, Brandon, our man on the videos and photos, who's probably... I like to call him a young boy, but... The kid. Yeah. I think we call kid, him the kid. Kid Brandon. Megan and myself ran, ran it. Uh, it was Brandon's first, and kid killed it he ran a 241 241 got bronze he yeah. qualified for boxing got the podium first first marathon all the boxes in his first marathon was out in a marathon he's like you know what these aren't that hard i'll just run fast and it'll be cool it honestly made me a little sick yeah. it made me <laughs> sick to come into the office on monday and sit next to this freaking nature yeah i'm pretty proud like of join the circus dude. pretty cool yeah and then megan not wanting to race what'd you do babe <laughs> Very informal. By the way, they're married. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not to go, Chica. Not an office relationship. Hello, Megan. Didn't know about. How was your race? <laughs> All right. How did it go? 
It was fun. I ran with a friend, Karen, for most of it and um, didn't run a PR or anything, but it was a cool day. And Had you a good took race. first place. And I happened to take the win. Kind of important. Yeah. How much did you win, Meg? You won some I Okay, this dollars. is exciting. I've never really won prize money before, and I won 200 bucks. Not it's a pretty good bad. morning. And Honestly, it was in cash. Yeah. But do you know who really won 200 bucks? Megan? <laughs> Me. It's in my backpack. Oh. <laughs> he does have it. For real? Also, there was two $100 bills, and I was like, I don't think I've ever had $100 yeah. bills. Like, where do I take like these? Days, and I'm like, you can't just leave two uh, Ben Franklins out here. Yeah, if I come over, those are not. Yeah, Robbie would be like, look what around. I found on my run today. <laughs> yeah. Who uses cash these That's days? I don't even know what to do with it. All those times I post about finding money on my run is just me taking money from your house and yeah. then <laughs> covering for myself by saying it I found it on it out in front and puts <laughs> it back up. If it's on Instagram, it counts. Yeah. Um, but I think we should talk about the most important race, Thomas. I mean, it was it felt good. I don't normally put two back-to-back marathons together that go well. It's usually a blow up, a redemption, a blow up, a redemption. Yeah. And this time I, I felt like I ran wine glass really well and did the splits. It was great. I ran with Jarrett, who has wide feet. Mm-hmm. You might know about him. At wine glass. Yeah. yeah. And we ran a very controlled, very consistent paced uh, marathon. But I felt like maybe I left a little bit. Maybe we were a little conservative. But maybe I maybe I can just shave off. I was hoping to shave off three minutes. But um, we went out there. NCR is the perfect conditions for me. It's super cold, which I like. Mm-hmm. It's super flat, mm-hmm. which I like. And there's no surprises. There's like straight, straight back. And no spectators, which you don't like. I would have liked some spectators. I think I could have done a little better with some spectators. But kind of goes uphill the first half. Very slight, like super slight. Which keeps you honest. But there was also a headwind on the way oh, out and a tailwind yeah. on the way back. <laughs> Which is pretty nice. That's you can't ask for much better. Well, you could you could ask for not having the headwind <laughs> or tailwind <laughs> both way. ways. Yeah, uh, yeah, tailwind <laughs> both ways. It it kind of did suck going up because it was it did feel like a little bit of work getting up there, mm-hmm. and but when you did turn around, you did feel like a relief. I don't know. Uh, Brandon would have to come on and tell me how it felt yeah. when he was running uh, his first marathon. That the turnaround, you could feel it, and I believe it. It was pretty good, and I was just kind of. It wasn't like over critical about like my paces or following it too much. I was just trying to keep around seven forty seven and for the pace. So I figured if I did seven forty seven I was hoping to come in around three twenty four something. But for some reason or another the math didn't add up. Oh. So well you you're know you known as a mathematician. You don't run the tangents. Did you on call a, me a magician? I did. On a <laughs> marathon. So his his watch said he was running 746 pace, which he was, but for over 26.2 miles. Uh, so that translates. The weird thing is that my race time even says 746 pace. Mm. Like the, my official time oh. says I ran a 746. Well, yeah, that's right. But you ran more than 26.2. No, but I'm saying they only measure oh, on, on, the on the chip time. time. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, some cool stuff about it, though. Like I was relaxed the whole time. I felt good the whole time. In hindsight, I'm a little upset because I was 15 seconds over for a Boston qualification. Like technically, 15 yeah. seconds. Yeah. You know, so which is, which, and this year I'm kind of like, okay, everybody got in who hit the Boston qualification. Mm-hmm. So if I had hit it flat, like if I had. Oh, yeah. It, imagine that regret. Yeah. Like I would have probably tried to pull some strings and, and get myself into the Boston marathon. But. Honestly, I'm not that upset about it. I felt like I ran the race really well. 
15 seconds over BQ is not bad. No. And uh, I'll, I'll go again. I mean, this was Marathon 35. You're on so your way, man. Didn't you say there was like a 60-year-old who ran like a three, a sub three or something yeah, there? Yeah, there, there was. A f- 56-year-old who ran a three. Or ran a three oh six, three oh seven, and it was a PR. Okay, no, no, that was, yeah, he was fifty. That was his PR though. It was a PR. PR three oh six, but then there You're was two way. guys older than him that ran sub three uh, yeah. marathons, and he was like, "I got to catch them." He was, I think, he's fifty six, and they're like, okay, like fifty seven, fifty eight. Wow! So lots of uh, great stuff that happened that this past weekend. That's, yeah, that's and not only that, Jeremy, who runs with us, fast best, he won the half. Yep. It's an all-around uh, believe team believe in the run. Yeah, it was banger, strong showing. We all got blankets. Oh, and Allie got uh, Megan kind of coaches her. Wide foot Jared's Allie's wife. Wide foot Jared's wife. She had her first sub, sub four, four yeah. marathon, and that's what she was going for. Yeah, and she looked strong. She looked great. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I wish I could have been there. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> but it was really co- cold. Was so cold. As a spectator, yeah. it was very cold. There. No. Jarrett knows he was out there for the whole time. Yeah, I was. I was up in PA. Like I, I did some running up there, and it was yeah, pretty chilly out there for sure. Um, Thanksgiving was good. It's nice. Oh and yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. Isn't that crazy? It seemed like it was like a month ago. I almost feel this may be sacrilegious. Megan and I probably had the best Thanksgiving. It was just the two of us. Yeah, it was I just mean, so low key. That lines yeah. up with your Instagram highlights of last year. Was just you guys. No, like it was me. Megan's and the dog. best friends, Thomas and the dog. Oh, it, no, it was just Thomas and the Thomas dog. Thomas and the dog were best friends. Yeah, you got to if you want to watch a, a, an exciting reel, go go to my. So, anyways, Instagram uh, ten that. minutes in, every, we're only ten minutes in. I thought this was going. We were already half an hour in. Yeah. Um, it's that exciting. Turned it off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's that exciting. Um, but yeah, what else? Um, what else we got? Oh, I I don't really want to talk about running, but we can. Yeah, let's talk about your running. Oh, okay. See how I did that? Anyway, so y- you're having good running right now. You just went out on the Ladybird Trail with Taylor and Megan and Yeah, so it was a good it was a good run this morning and uh we we ended up doing what like 6 by 800s? Is that tight? Is that a Yasso 800? Is six yeah, it's six 800 by repeats or Yasso? No, but there's a specific Yasso workout where it's like if you can hit that time. Is it 6? Uh it might be 6. It's six like, eight hundreds. It's your, it's like your marathon pace. So like if you can run an eight hundred in, let's in say three twenty, three fifteen, or then whatever. that's your marathon yeah. time. Okay. What did we do that? I actually didn't look. I didn't know this. We were aiming for like three twenty, so that's about right. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so we we ended up doing eight hundreds out on the Ladybird Trail. It was it was really nice, like fifty five degrees. Yeah, like, temps were perfect. It was awesome. Um, and that was fun. Jarrett and Taylor, our trail reviewer, came along. And yeah, it was, it was Taylor like, might be the sweetest guy in the world. Yeah, he is. I it's, mean, he uh, helped Jarrett get through this workout. Jarrett probably was like, I can't do it. And he's Jarrett, like, yes, you can. Yeah, Jarrett said he couldn't do it from the from like last night at 10 o'clock. To be end. fair, we were all out drinking last night, which makes the workout a little more challenging. Yeah, I, get, I mainly had like. Two or three drinks. Okay, well, the rest of us were out drinking last night. Okay. Wait, and you only had two or three drinks last night? I only had two of the Diodora party and one or two before that. Holy so four, cow. I guess. That is much less than all of us. Yeah. I I knew I had a speed workout. I took, I actually, Holy like, played it, like, played it safe. Very proud of you. Thank you. Way to go. Thanks, coach. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Every time I looked over at Robbie, I thought he was trashed. 
<laughs> no, that was because he only had four hours of sleep. The <laughs> just night before. his face, <laughs> dude. I was tired though, for real. Like it was a it was a long day of traveling, doing stuff. Yeah, Diodora party was fun. Yeah. We can probably talk about that yeah, since like definitely talk about the Diodora. Um, since you know that was last. Well, night. it was fun. We went first. We went and got pizza at Via Three One Three, which is Jared's like only wish when we came mm-hmm. to. Um, the pizza was good. It is super. It's good. It's like Detroit style four corner. It's so crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's cheesy and crust crusty. Wow. Wow. I know. The worst. Like, you, should describe, pizza, you should rate Pizza Hut's new marketing. It's like really yeah. crispy, but it's like burnt cheese on it. It's like really good. They do They do a great job. Um, and Jarrett's like a food connoisseur for sure. Me and him vibed on like fast food and how Jared and I talked about fast food like an hour last night as Brandon was sitting. Brandon was sitting here like losing his mind because we were like comparing basically like condiments from fast food. I want to know if if most people have put this hot honey on their pizza before. Oh yeah, that's actually I went to do that poll. Like if you like, what are your thoughts on Mike's hot honey? That's like kind of the general brand that they use. That was called Mike's. Hot well, it's like a yeah. specific brand, but okay. I'm a, is it spicy hot or yeah. Yeah, although I swear last night they were just it using regular seems, honey. It seemed just like honey, but which seems weird to put on pizza. It's good for the crust, like dipping at the end there. It's like getting a dessert. It's like mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Anyways, that was pretty cool. And then we that walked nice. over to, what was it, Central Brewing? Central District yeah. Brewing. Central District Brewing in Austin. We got there, and wow, it looked like a Diodora crowd. And what I mean by that it was kind of like artsy. and Yeah, we're like, like, we're not cool enough to be here. Yeah, very hipster. Yeah. Definitely hipster and lots of mustaches, so we fit it. Yeah. Actually, fit into that realm. I liked that their drink cards were just playing cards. Yeah, that was cool. So you could have brought a deck of cards and got yeah. loaded. Oh, like, if only you had known. Yeah. In in my uh, not proud years, I definitely would have just ran to the Seven Eleven and grabbed <laughs> the deck of cards and came back and drank all night. <laughs> and then drinks for everyone. We'd hear, we'd hear about like in my band days. Yeah, hey, uh, just bought a deck. I'm of like, cards hey, I'm never gonna see these people again. Who cares? I'm just, just kidding. I love you guys. It was cool. We <laughs> talked to a lot of people. I met some people from San Francisco, and they have a running shoe store, and it was like oh. we'll just vibe with them. And and you know it was funny because what, what was that? Talk. What was the name of their store? The name of the store was Runner's Mind, and they were pretty cool, chill. And it's interesting because at this point, I still am in that phase where you know you think nobody's ever heard of believing the run at all, right? But they clearly had, you know, they knew they had watched reviews or something, and and. You know, we were talking about it, but it was kind of fun to talk to them and and basically do live shoe reviews right there of the, like the Diadora and yeah and other shoes that we like and just talk shoes. It's fun. It was a good time. Yeah, we hung out with Drew Whipcom. Yeah, wear and testers. Speaking Tommy of Ryan's the Diadora shoe, they revealed that. Yeah, the Equipe Atamo. Atamo. I think I, there's even a, if you want to go right now before I fix it later this week, I. Put an S at the end of a Tomo and one of the. I fixed every single instance of it in German <laughs> bananas. Except for one. There's one. Is there still one in there? Oh one. my gosh. Yeah. Equipe Atamo. It's handmade in Italy. It's a daily trainer. Like by like four dudes. And no, there's a, a lady in there too. And the a lady. Oh, a couple. Of I thought that was just the cast for that movie. You think that it's not full? No, I asked I asked them at D. Like, I was like, is that for real, the factory? They're like, yeah. Like, it's four people? Yeah, well, it's no not. Wonder the shoes. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. They're like hand, like boxing everything, like sh- mm-hmm. tying the shoes. Like it's like, crazy. If you look back at made in Italy, like Diodora videos from 15, 20 years ago, it's the same people. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I know how much of a pain it is to pack up stuff for grit, 
and we don't even have to assemble a shoe. Yeah. So, and we had the four of us doing that at one point. Oh, we just make Brandon do it. Like, (laughs) which by the way, um, let's segue into that. Shout out to everyone who signed up for grit. Yeah. Biggest grit. uh, Opening day. So far. Like really, really stoked about that for sure. I mean, I know ASICS is really happy about the turnout and I know that Coros is going to be psyched to be a sponsor for this event and share some love. So those of you who sign up, there is still time to sign up if you wanted to. Yeah. Although technically right now it's what? 75% sold out, I guess. Yeah. We are capping it. True. We are capping it at uh, 1,050 this year and we are 75% right there. We might even be higher. We'll get there. Yeah, so if you haven't registered and you do want to register, go to believeintherun.com slash grit. And you're going to get some cool swag, a, sw- a sweatshirt and a knit cap, knit cap, patches for your distances that you achieve. You're entered in every week to win a pair of ASIC shoes, and you are also uh, uh, entered to win a Koros gift certificate. Yeah. And we're talking about, like, think about it, one in... A thousand. A thousand to, to get... Pretty good odds. Well, for each prize, if you actually break it down per prize, you have like a one in fifty chance or something like that. That's like there one you in go. Pretty good chance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. Um, I was really excited to see that, and it's always good to get some miles in during those months that really suck. I, and honestly, like I think that's why people love it is because they're like, oh, this gets me out in the times I don't want to run. Yeah, when you wake up at five thirty a.m. and it's 20 degrees out and dark. Yeah. A little extra bit of motivation, but you also know other people are doing it with you. And I also think that, you know, just the idea when you're out there on your run that you have a community to share Mm -hmm. your run with, you know, you get out there and you either post in the group that you did your run or you post on Instagram. We repost it. It's just another way to kind of keep yourself motivated and going throughout the winter. Yeah. You're going to be using it for training because you're going to be running the Donna Marathon. Which happens to be the beneficiary of our charitable part of the grit. Yeah. And we donate to the Donna Foundation, which is got the whole thing to finish breast cancer. Yeah. So between all of the grits, we've contributed about $17,000 thanks to all of you, which is very cool. And hopefully we'll, I mean, we'll definitely go over 20000 this yeah, year. So for sure. That'll be cool. First check-in. And you know what? This time I'm going to ask for a little bit of help. We're going to bring Robbie into this. It's winter. There's less people that want to go for a run with you. There's less people out there. So, Robbie, what's something you can do to stay motivated in these cold winter mornings? I would say just embrace the fact that you can get out there by yourself, away from everything, from social media, from the news, and anything else going on in your life, and just enjoy those miles. All right, what else we got to talk about? Because we, we covered uh, the Diodora party. We got the races covered. Anything else? We did get Hoka, new Hoka shoes in this week, which is cool. Yeah. You want to talk about that a I guess bit? I did. They're coming for everyone. Yeah. But. Robbie, uh, often, because he deals with a lot of our connections, make sure that he gets the first <laughs> shoes. Yeah. I and actually send theirs a week later. Particularly. So I get to strut around the office like. King of the castle. I particularly asked just to piss Thomas off. Yeah, he struts around. You should see. Can you show for this somebody, for the video? For some reason, he gets mad when you get a pair of stability shoes before him. Yes. <laughs> Anything before me. No, um, but I we got the Hoka Kawana. Which, Kawana. if you didn't know about, that's a new Hoka. They said it's kind of like a lifestyle 
That was a weird part of yeah. it. I kind of feel like I got some Novoblast vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it looks like a mock it looks like a Clifton edge. They Honestly, were, they it's were, a really nice shoe. Like I ran it, I was like, I like the shoe a lot. They were selling it as a run to the gym shoe. But do you yeah. know the Hapana when it first came out? Yeah. When it didn't have a wool upper. Yeah. When the first Hapana came out, I liked running in that. It's a great like tempo shoe, the Hupana Flow, like for a hundred bucks or whatever. You know, I think it's when it comes down to something that's so simple to make, where it's a block of foam. It's almost like these companies can't believe that it's that simple to make a shoe. So they're like, "Well, that's that's just a regular person shoe." Yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, "No, it feels great underfoot and <laughs> yeah. rolls and it's light." Yeah. So uh, it's a cool looking shoe too. Um, the upper looks super breathable. Yeah. And it's you said it's you're not always a good fit for hookahs. And you said that it fits well. Yeah, like I feel like the upper, you know, they really like nailed it, which a lot of Hoka uppers, uh, Rincon, even Clifton, I don't know, it's like fits weird. <laughs> but so there's that. There's the Tecton X, which is a trail shoe with a carbon plate. That I think is going to be like their real money shoe, like from now on. Like I know Speedgoat's kind of like the bread and butter. I was, they showed us the Mafate today. Yeah. And uh, that one, I mean, for some sweet. reason, that one appealed no, to me. It was singing to me. Yeah, I get it. But I think for the overall like racing shoe that that Tecton could be like a huge huge deal for them. Yeah, you talked about it like mm. the Z- is it Zinal? The Zinal. Yeah. Did I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable? Yeah. Yeah, right. uh, Zinal, uh, which you liked a lot. Yeah, that's a this, great shoe. This is that on steroids, right? Yeah, it's like a better Zinal. Like, yeah, exactly. The best description. Um, so that's cool for the trail. And the other one was the uh, Mach Supersonic. Mach, that's right. Yeah. I mean, Supersonic. Nailed it. Um, which is kind of like a Mach on steroids, I guess. Everything's got steroids. <laughs> yeah, they're it sounded they, like they including were just Scott and including Scott Fob, one of their athletes. Bridging the gap between Mach 4 and Mach 5. With which the supersonic. is weird because it sounds like the Mach 5 is the Supersonic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, because they basically said they're going to take the supersonic tech and put it in the Mach 5. And we actually saw the Mach 5 <laughs> today, which we can't really talk yeah. about. But but we know the supersonic has super critical foam in it, which, you know, is something we complained about as early as, like... We've been talking that they... But it's that nice data. because that means that they were developing it already. Yeah. Or were they, Robbie? Do you think last six months during COVID and logistics that they developed I, a super critical I shoe? I think that whenever we say <laughs> something... People listen. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, because it only takes like, what, five days to put one of those together? Uh, Yeah. F- five days to make a shoe. Yeah. You yeah. saw it in Italy. They were putting them together real yeah. quick. I didn't feel like that took 20 years. <laughs> um, They, uh, yeah, they, they took like at least five smoke breaks per, like, per shift. Make, make a shoe, smoke a cigarette. <laughs> make a shoe, yeah. smoke a cigarette. Which, you know, whatever. Yeah. Do You do you at Italy. Um. All right, well, that's probably good enough for today. Yeah, so why don't we Because I don't want to spill the beans on, oh, sorry, on the rest of TRE. Yeah, we're going to talk, we're going to get in-depth next week's uh, podcast, and it's also going to have a nice bit of Puma information in there as well. Um, this week, we're doing a live podcast with Puma. We're going to have athletes and people who are making the shoes. We're going to start off with Amy Craig. Uh, we're going to talk with Jonathan Dressler. And Taylor Dever. And then we're going to talk to PLM Todd Fokker and go over all the shoes. So athletes first and hear about how Puma supports them and what they're doing to improve the sport. 
And then we're going to talk to the PLM to find out what they're doing to put, and when I say PLM, that sounds like jargon, but that's product line manager, that the people who decide what products the shoe, like that Puma is going to come out with as yeah. far as the shoes go. So yeah, enjoy the podcast. It's going to be a good one. And live from Austin, Texas. Yeah, and I'm hoping I'm enjoying some barbecue during this as well. All right, we're getting ready to get started here. Uh, as always, if you don't know, I'm Thomas with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And uh, this is listening actually to The Drop, but it's The Drop live in Austin, Texas. We've never done this before. Uh, so yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you to that one guy over there. Um, but uh, we've, we've, we've never really done it like this before. So if there's some gaps or some mistakes, well, it's to be expected. Anyway. We are here with our Puma people. Meg, do you want to introduce everybody? Uh, no, I want them to introduce themselves. All right, why don't we start with Amy then at the end and work our way back to me. Hi, I'm Amy Craig. I'm a former professional distance runner, and now I am a coach of these two right here, as well as a group in North Carolina. So I'm really excited to be working with Puma and excited to be here. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is John Dressel. I'm a new member of the Puma Elite running team uh, in North Carolina. I'm excited to be here as well. What's up? My name is Taylor Warner. I went to the University of Arkansas and turned pro in December, and now I'm with Puma um, for about a year now. So, yeah, it's really excited to have a team. Yeah. Did John, did you mention you went to Colorado? That's correct, yeah. He's a Buffalo. Go Buffs. We got a Razorback and a Buffalo sitting next to each other. No fights. Woo pig. Woo pig, <laughs> always. <laughs> and I have to say, Amy was a little bit humble. I mean, my favorite probably race I've ever watched was her in the Olympic trials in 2016 where you're running with Shalane, her teammate, and uh, Desi was chasing him down like the Terminator. It was incredible to watch. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. We're probably going to ask her about it here in a second. But before we get started, we want to do a little thing so that we understand your sense of humor. Oh, no. Right. So uh, can you tell us in comedy movies what would be your favorite movie or favorite actor in comedy movies? My favorite, um, oh gosh. I mean, I love all the old SNL people. Like I love Kristen Wiig and Tina Fey and Will Ferrell and Adam Sandler, all those guys, so. All right. Will yeah. Ferrell is the correct answer. <laughs> okay. We'll move on to John. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey, um, yeah. All right. Those two guys. So uh, I grew up watching Best of Chris Farley. Okay. So I'm a big Fat guy in a little coat. We love Fat Guy in a Little Coat. <laughs> but him, David Spade, Adam Sandler, I love Will Ferrell too. Uh, just great people. All right. So we, we now know where the level is. That's kind of like our IQ test for these things. Oh, so sorry. if we get really <laughs> stupid, we know that you'll come with us. <laughs> All right. Meg, you want to get started? Yeah, so Amy, if you're cool, we'd like to start with you. I'm cool. All right. <laughs> Talk to us a little bit about retirement and transitioning to becoming a coach. Um, so my last few years as a pro runner, um, I like overall, I had a really incredible career. Like I feel very, very fortunate and really lucky with everything I was able to um, do and all the all the different people I was able to meet. Um, but it was it was definitely a tough transition 
to, to finally make the decision to stop running. Um, fortunately, uh, being a coach has actually really fulfilled that part of me. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun and uh, I really, I'm really enjoying this new role. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about the group that you formed and working with Puma. Um, so the group we formed, we uh, kind of decided, uh, like we'd been talking for a while. Um, in my career, I really feel like I had the most success at the very end when I was part of a team um, and when I had people around me and a certain support system. And so uh, there aren't that many groups out there like that. And we wanted to create another one just to give more athletes more opportunities because I think a lot of athletes are kind of falling through the cracks just because there aren't that many groups out there. Um, and so we drove around the country, we sold our house, bought a camper van, um, and searched everywhere for the right location and settled on North Carolina. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been a wonderful experience, like just so much fun with these guys. And what sort of athletes are in the group? Like what distances? So we have athletes from the 5k through the marathon. Um, we would be open to mid-distance as well, but currently that's where our focus is. Um, and we have uh, four women, four men right now. Um, yeah. I heard right there, anybody here a mid-distance runner? Because I, I just heard they're looking for people. We're recruiting. So uh, <laughs> just step up later, wipe the barbecue off your face, and come talk to Amy. I'm not going to let Amy uh, slide past this. I mentioned her run in Los Angeles. Uh, but I want to know, what is your favorite moment in your career? Uh, so that that was one of the top ones, for sure. That was a really special moment, um, uh, especially because I qualified with Shalane, who I was currently training with and who is a really close teammate, and then Des, who is actually my teammate at Arizona State. Um, so it was really, like, it was the dream team. Like, that's exactly who I would have wanted to make it with in that moment. Um, but my favorite would have to be um, my world championship medal, in oh, London wow. in 2017, uh, crossing the finish line there. That was that was definitely the most special. That was it? Yeah, right. that was it. <laughs> I got to imagine there's some sort of chill when you know you made the Olympics, though. Like, just like, like, did it dawn on you right away, or did it take time to settle in that, hey, I'm, I'm going to, at that time, Rio, right? It, it seems, yeah, I, both times um, it was, I, it took me a while. Like, it took a few days for it to sink in. I, like, couldn't believe it was actually happening. You think about it for so long that when it actually does happen, then you're sitting there in your hotel room that later, later that night, you're like, wait, am I still dreaming this, or did that actually happen? What, were um, there beers and champagne on the floor, or was it a, a sober <laughs> night? We had fun. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So Puma, as the sponsor of this group that you're building, you're building a team, what is it like to have the power of Puma behind you to build this team in, in North Carolina, what does it mean to you with the product, with the attention? Like, what are they giving you to make you make this successful? As we've seen in the past with Puma, when they decide to go into something, they do it right. And that was what we were so excited for. Um, we've seen it across all other sports. We've seen it in track and field multiple times. And so we knew as soon as we had their support that it was going to be something special. Um, they understand what it takes to be a top-level athlete and they want to provide all the resources that they can to help these, these guys reach their dreams, um, which is necessary at this level. So it, we're so appreciative. Um, the gear has been incredible. Everyone has been so nice and so supportive. So, yeah, we feel very, very lucky. 
Awesome. Are you a shoe geek or are you just like, hey, put something good on my feet and I'll run in it? Put something good on my feet. <laughs> I love it all. <laughs> so I can't ask you about foams and plates. And so <laughs> no, but okay. I can tell you, I can basically be like, yes, it's good or no, it's not. Yeah, all right. so I like that. They're, all, right. they're all good. All right, cool. All right, let's now move on to John. Sorry, John, I had to interrupt you there, but we oh, need a okay. little more. <laughs> all right, so John, tell us what distance you race and how you got involved in this Puma group. Yeah, I mean... Joining this group, I'll be focusing primarily on the 5K and 10K. Um, and, you know, I've had my ups and downs in college, in college, but I uh, was very excited about the opportunity to keep pursuing my dreams post-collegiately. This is something that I've always envisioned myself wanting to do um, and thought I was capable of doing. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's, it was, uh, you know, everything went perfect for me in college, but... This opportunity is is something that you you can't turn down if if you're excited about it. So, yeah, I'm super super happy. All right, I have two questions off of this. One, I hate the 5K, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> it hurts so much. Like marathon, you kind of ease into the pain. Yeah. 5K, it's like you go off. You may get a quarter mile before you start hurting if you're running it. I guess right. What's your strategy to a successful 5K? <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, it's like taking it. Uh, taking the race by like one mile at a time. So, okay, you focus on the first mile, you know you're hitting the right pace, then it's like the second mile. And once you get the second mile underneath you, it's like, okay, all I have to do is compete on the last mile and then just race and, and get to the finish. So you're holding till the, till the third mile. The third mile is like your sprint to the finish? Honestly, like the key is just run as relaxed as possible for the first two miles, running the pace that you're trying to hit. And then it's just compete, compete like you can in the last mile, and the time should follow. Yeah. Awesome. Um, are you a shoe nerd? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, so tell us, what is your favorite Puma shoe that you're running in? Uh, as of right now, it's got to be the Deviate Elite. Um, it's just an incredible shoe to work out in. Um, I did my first race in the Deviate Elite on Thanksgiving at the Manchester Road Race, and had a pretty good race, I thought, for myself in the the pro kit for the first time i was fourth overall um the only other shoe i've ran in before that with a plate in it was the four percent and i thought the deviate elite was was better than that it's just super comfortable ride uh super responsive really lightweight so i'm excited to try the fast star when it uh comes out Is this one fit? <laughs> uh unfortunately my foot's a bit too small it probably wouldn't fit that one but yeah um so you mentioned that you had some good times in college and some not so good times in college. I feel like you learn the most from the bad performances. Is yeah. there anything you can think back on and think I'm almost glad that happened like I learned this? Yeah, I mean you're definitely when you have that time away from the running with the team, um you're kind of trying to figure things out with your body, getting back to full health. Um there's a lot of time to reflect on things and I think when you come back from that time of injury and you start you have these goals set for yourself and they're pretty lofty goals, but if you accomplish those goals, it's like, wow, okay, like this is what makes running special, you know? Um, all that hard work and just focus of taking it week by week when you're hurt and everyone's out there doing what you wanna be doing, but you can't because you are injured. Um, it makes those times where you find that success and you achieve those goals like that much more meaningful, especially on the team level. Um, so I've, I've had a few NCAA cross-country races that come to mind when I think about that. 
So you're on the team now. Yeah. That's got to feel good. It feels great, yeah. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to you to be, well, one, professional, and two, to have the support of Puma? Like, what, is, what do you get out of that for your running? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's good that we're also kind of new to this thing. Um, we're all young, so there's a lot of, like, a lot of positive energy around it. Um, I'm excited to work with Puma because it's, uh, it's not like they're a new brand, but they're stepping it up again in the running uh, sphere of things. So I'm excited to kind of make my contribution to, to push the brand and, and go forward and compete, um, you know, with the, the top dogs. Not that Puma's not a top dog, but. Yeah, I like um, that you're, you're saying it's what you can bring to Puma, not what Puma can bring to you. Um, okay, a couple more questions. When you're, like, looking at the future, near term, what are the goals? And then long term, what do you envision? Yeah, I think um, near term, it's, it's about trying to obviously stay healthy, get consistent training in, and uh, enjoy it, and then not put too much pressure on yourself and be too serious about it, but then hitting those champion or the world championship qualifying times to where you have the opportunity at the USA meet to be like, okay, I've got this time underneath me. Like all I have to do is compete and make that team. And then it's after that hitting those marks and then making the teams um, and then competing at a very high level um, at those big races. All right. Second check-in in this fun, instead of just running with me today, you get to run with Robbie and, that's always fun. So maybe try to find a friend that you can go for a run with to keep you motivated through these winter miles. Maybe there's somebody you can call. Robbie, who would you call if you needed help getting through a workout? I think I have to say Thomas. Yes, <laughs> you would. Or Megan, because she can do your paces with you on your speedway. <laughs> but yeah, that would be great. Um, so maybe think about the people that you'd want to run with this winter and reach out and maybe start start a group or start a friendship with somebody that you can get those miles in with. All right, Taylor. I mean, yo. First, thank you for being so patient, Taylor. I know John Jonathan was ho hogging that microphone, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I got a chance to run with Taylor this morning, and it was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm flattered, really. It was great. Well, I'm blushing now. All right, I'm gonna hand off to Megan. <laughs> All right, Taylor. So my question: What distance are you racing, and how did you join the group? Yeah, so I'd say I'm mainly a 5K runner. I thought I'd be more 10K, but um, yeah, we're, we're seeing that I think 5K is going to be my main event for a while. I'm sure I'll move up slowly as the rest of us will. Um, uh, yeah, I went to the University of Arkansas. It's a big track school. Um, prior to me going there, they won their first indoor national championship followed by an outdoor, and I was sold. I I had a really small team in high school, and I love the team aspect. So that's where I went to college. And um, things were going well. Then they weren't going well. And then um, my coach told me I was going to redshirt. And they said, hey, I think this team could win a national championship. And I took off. I was all for that. And that was my breakout year. And for me, it was because I had people to do it for. And then once that happened, it was like, whoa. I, I found something in myself that I had never seen, and um, it was good enough to be a professional, and that was just crazy for me. So then I got a call from Alistair and Amy, and they, they told me their vision. Um, you know, we want to create a team, and we want to be a family, and we want to work together, and 
I mean, I had that in college and it worked. So why wouldn't I want to come here? So I think it was like five minutes and I called my dad. And I was like, hey, so like, I think I'm going to turn pro. <laughs> 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 um, it, it was not a hard decision for me. Um, in fact, I didn't really talk to any other groups just because like it was just exactly what I wanted. That's pretty awesome. I'm going to ask you Thanks. the same question <laughs> since you like the 5K. Oh, <laughs> such a hard distance. It's like <laughs> if you do the short distance, it's over quick. If you do the other one, I guess it's over quick for you. It's still not over that quickly for me, the 5K. But um, same question I asked, John. Like, what's your strategy for getting through a fast one? You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't tell me this because now I'm questioning my event. <laughs> <laughs> just move up to the marathon. <laughs> yeah, I'll just do marathons instead. It's so much easier. <laughs> um, John, John did a, a great job of explaining it. I'll, I'll do my best here. Um, you start off, it's kind of like, running onto a treadmill that's at full speed. You just kind of get used to it. It's like, okay, okay. Um, I can't go mile to mile. I go lap to lap. <laughs> and, um, it's a lot of mind games. So I like to tell myself, run stupid. So it's like, oh, I just got done with one lap. Well, okay, 11, I can do that. It's not as bad. And then it's like, okay, you get through that mile. Oh, now it's what, like six laps. Okay, that's easy. You know, you get K by K. It's just for me, it's breaking it down in crazy ways in my head. And next thing you know, you you have three laps left. And it's like, okay, one more lap. And then it's two laps to go. Um, I love kicking at the end. I, I'm not going to say I have a kick because that, like, Did I've gotten like, out kicked like several times. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of fun. Like, okay, if I'm there with a lap to go or 600 to go, I might be able to kick. And that's the best part of racing, right? So it's just being stupid and trying your best to just be there at the end. I like that. That's good advice for the audience. So just run stupid. Uh, good runners are stupid people. That's All right, the I message. Like <laughs> no, no, just kidding. That's why I suck so much. Yeah. <laughs> Low IQ. Yeah. I, I, I got to get dumber. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. So we were chatting earlier and we were talking about numbers. So I feel like maybe you are the shoe nerd of this group. I don't know. John's impressing me over here. Um, okay. I may be like using the shoes the longest. So Amy's pointing at John. You don't have to answer the next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but what shoe are you training in? Is it the Deviate Elite 2? Yeah, so those are mainly our workout shoe. Yeah. I love them. So I have the luxury of not having anything to compare them to, <laughs> but um, I've had no issues in them, and I recover so fast off like really big workouts. I mean, I can get seven to 10 miles of work in and yeah, I might be able to do a workout two days later and feel all right considering what we had done and that's incredible to me. Um, and then, yeah, like an everyday shoe, we, we actually have the Deviate Nitros. I have them on right now. Um, I love them because they actually have a plate in them. Um, so if I want a good fast long run, that's really nice to work out in because it's a trainer but it's also a high performance trainer which I've never had before. Um, and then all the new shoes that we've gotten, I, I use the Eternity and Velocities a lot. The, um, the Velocities are like a sock on my foot, which is so nice, especially for doubles when I'm just absolutely slogging. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, the Eternities I love as well, just because they have a little bit more support. Uh, I have a wider foot, which is really nice too. And I, I can't complain. I, I love all of them. Um, I'm not picky. I'm not a super shoe nerd, but I, I do. I like my shoes. <laughs> okay, you just made Jared stay when you said you had a wider foot. Yeah. Jared is the resident wife. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> you mentioned you could recover quick. I'm curious, what are you doing in between your runs? 
Oh gosh, sometimes it's like a competition in my head. I'm I'm a very competitive person, <laughs> which so I get competitive with myself. Um, honestly, Netflix is the ultimate recovery method. So you really do live the dream, like you're running and then you're napping. I mean, not to brag, but yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um, I'm really big into food. I love cooking. I love baking, and I love like you know optimizing that, like eating this ratio after, which I probably don't do it right, so don't ask me for details, but um, just all that kind of stuff. It's like, it's really fun, and um, I get competitive with my sleep, so I wake up, and it's like, okay, what time did I fall asleep? How much deep sleep? Like, I don't know, just stuff like that. Um, just the basics, though. I, like, I don't want to get too detailed with all of it for myself, because it can get annoying, but it old school. <laughs> I'm going to ask Amy a question based off that. So you have athletes now that you're responsible for. You're helping them train. Are you looking at their data? Are you looking at how much they rest, how much they, you know, before you give them a workout? Or is it just like, hey, let's go old school? It's, so we don't have a spreadsheet or anything, nothing like that. But it is a constant communication with the athletes, seeing how they're doing, seeing how they're feeling, constantly like reminding them just to stay on top of things like massage and Cairo and sleep and hydration and all, all the little things. It's really, it's exactly what you would think. It's just like stepping it up a level. So you're always on top of it before it can become, can become an issue. But then within that, yes, like there is a flow to training. Um, it's if we have a bunch of people show up and they're all just like feeling banged up that day, then we might push something back. Or, Ease it off. Yeah. It does sound like the dream though. I just heard massage, Netflix, a <laughs> couple hard workouts. Massage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a painful kind. It's a painful massage, right. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so Taylor, tell us near-term and long-term goals. What's coming up? Yeah, so um, last year was a bit of a rocky, rockier year for me. Um, I started doing the professional training about this time last year, and um, we kind of made it into a mini-season. And because of that, I think mentally I got a little frazzled because – now we're condensing like a whole fall into a month and um, it was just hard. A lot of it was on my own and I think when the opportunity presented itself and I was in really good shape, I missed it because it's just hard to wrap my mind like, hey, you're there. And it's like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but so that's what I'm really looking forward to this year is I have a full fall. I have got good teammates around me and um, yeah, things are going really well. So staying healthy obviously is a big one, but I have some big goals I want to do. Um, Obviously, everyone looks at times. It'd be cool to get PRs, but mainly, like, I'd love to make a team, and I'd, I'd love to just have a good race um, at the championship meets this year. Like, that's huge, and that's something you walk away with and you remember for the rest of your life. It's like Amy at the Olympic trials. So um, that's the big goal is walk away thinking, yeah, I optimized every opportunity I had for sure. Yeah, I love that. Well, we're going to let you guys go eat. And we're going to bring in the biggest shoe nerd probably in the building other than, <laughs> other than us, which would be Todd Falker, who is the PLM, product line manager for Puma. And he's going to go over the Fast R. He's going to go over some of the other shoes that we have coming out. And even one just for the ladies, the XX. So we'll go over that. So, guys, thanks so much. And we're going to roll. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Final check-in. It's not always easy to find somebody to run with, especially if you live out someplace where there's not a ton of people and maybe people are busy and you can't find somebody who wants to run with you. So maybe you do something great like listen to this podcast while you run and know that me and Robbie are in your corner. Right, Robbie? Exactly. And leave a review.
<laughs> yeah, when you're done running. But that was a final check-in. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. We'll talk to you soon. All right, we're going to get started again. And uh, if you forgot before, we've got Todd Falker, who is... Am I saying that right? I think you I are, am. You are. Yeah. You nailed it. Todd Falker from Puma, and he is the product line manager. That means he's the one who decides pretty much the lineup for the shoes or, or tries to help. So we have some exciting stuff here. We already got a preview of it yesterday. Are we starting with the Fast R? Well, I think we should. What do you think? I think, I think we got to give what the, people the people what they want. want. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be the this shoe. And if you'd like to see the Fast R and hold it yourself, we're going to pass out a couple pieces. So if you want to pass it around, take a look at it while Todd goes through it, it might be easier for you to understand what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. So raise your hand if you want to hold it. <laughs> All right. There we go. Go to Ravi. All right. So, Todd, decoupled heels aren't a new thing, but it's probably the predominant feature of this shoe that people are going to notice off the bat. Well, we're, we're Puma, right? We have to do things a little bit differently, um, certainly visually, but this shoe actually all started from a biomechanical standpoint, looking at how the foot works and then making the shoe to kind of perform with it. So explain that to us because we're not engineers and I just know what feels good or what, what I like. I also... Also not an engineer, but we, we have many of them on the team that are experts. Um, basically, like your foot, when it's coming into the ground, starts by actually turning into kind of a loose bag of bones, we call it. So you want to actually, um, you know, cushion from the impact. And people, you know, have commented online, why didn't they put P-backs in the heel? This is actually part of our strategy is we wanted the heel foam to be as soft and, and absorb as much shock and cushion as we could. Um, and also to kind of decouple because... The main goal when you hit the ground is about getting your foot to be stable as soon as can be. All right, so what's packed into this shoe other than the decoupling? I know we have a new carbon plate and you've done some different things and, and people just think that a lot of times that you're just throwing a plate in there, but yeah. you guys do some thought behind it? There's, there's a little bit more to it for sure. Um, but yeah, once, once we get that heel kind of nice and stable, um, you know, the heel and the forefoot of the shoe are allowed to kind of move independently, which gives you a really nice smooth ride. Um, and then our power plate, we actually spent, you know, about two, two and a half years innovating around this. It really has to do with the way that we're putting the layers of the carbon into the shoe. Um, and again, optimizing that bending stiffness as your foot turns into a lever to propel yourself forward. All right. And we talked about the aggressiveness and the, the feeling of this plate. You really feel like it benefits some of your elite athletes? I mean, this shoe is crazy, crazy fast. Um, not all the athletes have tried it yet, but the ones that have can't wait to race in it. Um, we have a 205 guy that's going to race I, on Saturday in two days in Europe, a 206 guy in Japan. Um, we have a lot of people that just can't wait to get their feet in these shoes. All right, and you mentioned that the back is not a, like a foam that we're used to seeing in the front. Right. What do we got in the in the forefoot? It, it's a it's kind of a specialized version of the EVA, um, but really what that does is it allows the whole shoe to work with your foot um, by actually slowing the way that your muscles contract, and a slower muscle actually uses less energy. So this is really about you know being as efficient as possible, and that's where we're seeing huge huge gains over every other shoe in our line, even over almost every other shoe in the industry as well. Yeah, but we get into the toe off phase. We're going nitro. I mean, we're going nitro elite, actually. We take it to the highest level for sure. Um, and this is a really kind of cool innovation. It's actually a bio-based version um, of the nitro elite. It's, it's the best phone that we've ever tested in the lab. And we, and we talked about bio-based and what that means. And you gave us a pretty dis good description. I'll let you do it. 
I mean, sure. It, it actually starts with, um, you know, with castor oil beans. So uh, instead of using petrol and petroleum, um, you're using these beans and, you know, we kind of is, extract um, the raw material from it. And that really is where, you know, nitro is a technology that's in every shoe in our line. But for Nitro Elite, we're using the absolute best raw material that you possibly can then doing our supercritical nitrogen process um, to really get the best result. And, you know, I, I will say when, when Molly finally got her hands on this shoe, she sent me a text, and I, I think that the quote was, holy uh, smoking fork balls. I'm not exactly sure what a Sounds fork right. ball is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the balance is simply incredible. All right, so we're going to move back to another piece that's kind of makes the shoe identifiable. It's kind of this fin, or we were trying to call it like a puma claw. Or, or something, but it's, trademark that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a wing off an old Cadillac or something yeah. on the back there. Explain that it's not just cosmetic. Yeah, I mean, it is an external heel counter, and what that does is really keeps the upper, you know, secure and snug to both sides of your ankle. Um, the upper here actually has two different materials. There is a, an engineered knit um, right next to your foot, so you're getting that, you know, kind of sock feel. Um, but a lot of the racers in this um, category have kind of trouble going around corners. So this mono mesh is really strong um, and just still single layer, but it's going to help you corner and just run fast whatever course you're on. Does a decoupled heel also help you corner better in this? Yeah, you could say that. I mean, it moves quite nicely together. So. All right, awesome. And I'm guessing the mono mesh is there for breathability and just keeping your foot cool. And, and by the way, for you, for fun, cool socks. Like, you're the king I of do, socks I do here. Love so we, we got you. We knew right, that was nice. coming. <laughs> I'll get some pictures. All right, awesome. Anything else you want to tell us about the Fast R? Yeah, for sure. Um, so retail, we're at $220, limited launch in February, and then in June, I'm going to blow it out globally. And you'll see this shoe at the World Championships. You'll see it on all of our elites. Um, yeah, Taylor and the team are like, so Todd, when do the pairs get here? I think everyone is really, really excited about this. We're, uh, we're doing something different in the industry, and we changed the game. Yeah, Megan's actually got a chance to run in this shoe twice. I did, and I like it. I haven't done like the full-on fast, fast paces in it yet, so I'm gonna hold out. But I will say it's probably one of the closest feeling to the Alpha Fly that I've put on my feet. Oh, so, which, which is my favorite racing shoe? And anyone. she's pretty critical. So, if you're um, question for you, Todd. Yeah. A lot of these racers don't get a ton of miles, or like they die off pretty fast. What yeah. are you thinking with this one? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, we've we've done. I don't know the, the math, about 4,000 miles of testing going back two, two and a half years. Um, we're looking at probably in like the four marathon range, give or take. Um, it's, it's light, it's fast, it's not made to be an everyday long distance trainer. This is for like when you're ready to, to freaking go. So when we say four marathons though, is that include like my training runs leading up to the marathon? Like I'm gonna do a couple long runs in it just to get the feel of the shoe? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. I would, um, you know, somewhere in that 100 and 150 mile range, um, it certainly varies depending on somebody's, you know, foot strike, body shape, um, all of those variables. And that's what's a, a little bit different. Um, you know, myself, I have uh, over 180 miles in my, in my biggest pair. Um, some of the rubber's gone, like some of that stuff is there, but, but performance-wise, we're good from beginning to end. All right, cool. You ready to move on to the next? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's Talk do it. Talk about women, huh? Yeah, this one's, this one's for you, Meg. Just for me. So I'll kind of kick it off. Um, you know, Run For Her has been a big initiative for Puma across the board. Um, you know, I think when you look at 
research in the industry, even going back 30, 40 years, um, almost all of the biomechanics research on running footwear has been done on men and almost always size nine. Um, at Puma, we really wanted to pioneer what our approach to women was. And, you know, that starts with Molly, with the team um, from an athlete standpoint, but then specifically regarding to product. Um, so this is called Run Double X. Um, any guesses why it's called Run Double X? And if you know the XX answer, just say it. I know what it stands for. Go, go, you go. Are, it's, there's two X chromosomes in a woman versus a Y versus X. Exactly. In men. Yep, men are XY and women are XX. So nice subtle nod to, uh, you know, some of the biomechanical differences that we notice with women. Um, when we talked to a lot of female runners about what they were looking for in a shoe, they said, for two to three miles, I can run on anything. Once I'm up, you know, five miles, 10K up to 10 miles, I really want a little bit more support. Um, so that's where we built this shoe with the run guide. We actually have an all new um, durometer of the nitro foam here that's specifically, you know, in this case, approved by women. Um, beyond just making the shoe, I think the most exciting thing that we've done is done the largest independent study um, from the University of Massachusetts, actually proving that women like this shoe more. Um, and we're really excited about all that. Now, it looks just looking at the shoe, it looks like it has a smaller heel. And or more narrow heel. I don't know. You tell me technical version of it. And a little bit of a wider forefoot. Is that, am I looking at it right? I mean, you're describing the shoe and what a woman's foot is shaped like, right? Like women very uh, typically have a narrow heel, but do often have, you know, that first to fit met spread. Um, so this is really designed as a women's only shoe, women's only fit um, engineering. And like I said, we didn't just make it, but we tested it and the results are impressive. So other than that, what makes this female specific? Um, I, that's kind of it, right? Like last shape, engineering, geometry, and testing, I would say. What's the, the foam? You said it's actually firmer then? Yeah. So women prefer a firmer. Yeah, yeah. In this case, um, it, it wasn't so much the durometer per se. It was really just about the smoothness of the ride. Um, typical nitro is in the 43C range. This is closer to 50. Um, just for that kind of longer term durability and when, you know, you're kind of more miles into a run, just having that consistency of what's under your foot. And this is a daily trainer? Daily trainer um, coming out in May of next year at $130. And, you know, some retailers are like, well, wait, wouldn't I just want to keep like a Velocity Women's? Wouldn't that work? Um, you know, I think that there are a lot of retailers and consumers and particularly women that want something that is built specifically for them. And that's really where the Run Double X Nitro comes in. Are we going to see more women-specific shoes, like a racing shoe? I mean, that is, that is the, uh, the really, really good next step question. Um, you know, Dan and Connor and my team over there, we're already working on 2024 briefing. We're really excited about it. Um, and for us, the same as I talked about starting with the foot here, we're starting by looking at consumer and feet here. So what we learned from that study, um, whether we do more women-specific shoes or not, like that will inform our approach to all of our footwear. I, I kind of want to talk about one of my favorite shoes from your line, in the past that I always get wrong. <laughs> I can't, between the velocity and it, it, the... Uh, liberate. Liberate, I always pick the wrong name oh, for this he shoe. Could, he couldn't name. even say it just I, that. I, yeah, it boggles my mind. I don't know what my hang-up is, but I got it. But this shoe was one of my favorites of, of your line this past year, and you've got an update to it. I mean, if you haven't tried Puma running in a while, give the Velocity Nitro a shoe. It's 120 bucks. Version 1 is available now. Version 2 will be out in February. Daily workhorse trainer, great Puma Grip. You guys are always shouting out Puma Grip as one of the best in the game. Um, we have, you know, two, layer, well, two layers of foam, nitro on top, a little bit more durable foam on the bottom, um, and just a great, simple, you know, smooth, good-fitting upper here. This is actually the one that I would recommend to people if they're asking me what Puma should I try, daily trainer, just want to get a feel for the shoe and what you guys are offering. I feel like this shoe 
offers a lot for $120. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, some of the small design details. So I do a lot of both road and trail running and sometimes on and off. This outsole has really, really good grip. That makes it great in all different situations. I actually ran um, the JFK 50 miler, which starts on road, you know, goes up and over on the Appalachian Trail and then finishes on crushed gravel every step in a pair of velocities. How did it, how did it go? Oh, I, I'm, uh, I was recovering from injury. Yeah. Uh, so I, I actually so thought I, he was wearing the Liberate. I, I, well, <laughs> you just said the wrong name of the shoe. Um, but I don't know. I ran nine and a half hours there. And then two weeks ago, I ran eight and a half. So I'm, I'm getting a little bit better now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we're working on it. But Awesome. We, we didn't really cover the update. So it's a new mesh, new tooling. What else are we getting out of it? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I would say, um, you know, we started making four or five shoes at launch, right? This is the first one that we're updating to a second version. So that's just really cool to, to be consistent. And that's something that as a runner I want, right? Like if I have a favorite shoe, brand, Puma, anyone, like don't screw it up. So we made sure to keep this really consistent in terms of fit and ride. Um, but you're going to get a little bit more smooth ride because of the way that the layers are stacked here. Um, but most everything is the same. Awesome. You want to go to your staple? I mean, if we're talking about Hold DBA. On. Wait, before wait. you talk about it, I wore this shoe this morning on my run, and Todd was like, that's fine. I'll still hold it in my hand and talk about it. So <laughs> good luck, Todd. I mean, shoes are, shoes are for wearing and for testing and, and knowing what's really going on, right? Um, so Deviate is really our hero style. At $160, this is what Molly and so many people do all of their training in. It does have a carbon composite plate, um, as Taylor mentioned, I think. And it really is a great daily trainer that's going to give you that long durability, but also give you a little bit of pep and propulsion when you want to do a tempo run. We've, we did a lot of running in this last year. This is the first shoe that we got from Puma. So it's, I'm guessing, when are we going to see an update to this one? Um, second half of 2022, we were always listening to runners, listening to feedback. So many people absolutely love this model that there were two or three small bullet tweaks that we wanted to make. Um, you know, maybe Nitro goes to Nitro Elite, maybe some other fun things happen with it, but we just wanted to, you know, see if we could make it a little bit lighter, um, but mostly just let that ride and that feel that people love stay consistent. And this one has a carbon composite plate in it. It does, yeah. Okay, so we were actually just kind of figuring that out because a lot of people say, hey, carbon plate versus uh, carbon composite. Yeah. So in the Elite, it's a full carbon plate. In this one, it's layers of carbon and TPU. Yeah, so when we talk about composite, that has to do with the way that they put the layers down and then construct them in the factory. Deviate Elite is actually a thermoformed um, carbon composite, or carbon uh, plate, I should say. So this one has the layers that are, that are put down, and it's a little bit more flexible, kind of optimized for daily training. And then when you thermoform it, it gets really, really strong, but you can also make it um, a little bit lighter. It's really expensive, and that's why the Deviate Elite is 200 as opposed to 160. Um, but you know, I, I think across the board, like our prices are good. I think that the 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 importance that we've put on having statement technologies and having making the best running shoes that we can is where we've uh, set ourselves apart. So with this having a plate and having a lot of cushion, where do you who do you recommend this shoe for, and where does it fit into the lineup? Great question. This is a perfect if you haven't tried a plate shoe yet. Try the Deviate Nitro. It's, um, it's soft, it's cushioned. You know, if you haven't tried a plate, it's there, but it's not intrusive. It just rolls really, really nicely. Would you use it for daily? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Daily or, you know, I mean, sometimes if my legs are a little bit sore, but I still want to get after it, this is a great model to choose. All right, awesome. Is there anything else we want to cover? 
Um, what are you most excited about? What's at Puma that's happening in the next year? Oh my gosh, I'm excited about all of it. Um, 2021, we made five great shoes and they did really, really well. And you know, uh, you guys and other um, review sites have been recognizing what we've done. Um, but for us to get into the game and then as we looked at 2022, it was really leading, right? Leading in terms of innovation with race day, leading in terms of innovation with women. Um, and we're not slowing down. Like we continue to work with our innovation team in Germany to find the best materials, the best constructions, um, work with retailers on you know what prices and distribution strategies and all of that. And then um, just continue to work with runners, right? Like, what do people like? What do they not like? Like, I love your feedback actually because you are critical and you tell us what's good and what's not good. What's not and good? We listen. We all listen and we we make those changes. Um, and it's it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, we look forward to seeing what you guys do with the team down in North Carolina. Yeah. And one, uh, seeing the innovations coming out. One other thing on my side, too. I mean, being the product line manager, it's it's awesome, right? Like, we get to do the briefing, hold the product kind of all the way through, and, of, of course, do some marketing stuff like this where we're talking to you guys. I do want to give a shout-out to the 30 or 40 or 50 people at Puma all over the place, designers, developers, people in the factory that are, you know, we're all making product together. There's a lot of really smart people that teach me what I know, and then I get to say the bullets. But there's a big, big team, and you know we call them Puma Fam, and we we really uh, we really like working together. Awesome. So you heard the run stupid, design smart. There we and, go. And surround yourself with people that know more than you and are faster than you. So. All right. Well, I, that's certainly the case where where I work. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so there you go. That's good stuff. All right. Thank you so much, Todd. We appreciate it. I hope everybody enjoyed the barbecue. Thanks for everybody coming out and enjoying this. By the way, do you want to say hi to your mom? Uh, hi, mom. Hi, Molly. Hi, everyone. All right. There, there we go. go. So that's it this week, guys. Uh, Meg, who do we need to say thank you to? Uh, thank you to all the listeners, as always. Thank you to Nick Sanchez, our producer, for making us sound somewhat reasonable this week. And We'll see if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Everybody out there, I don't have my list of people that have DM'd me for the last mm. drop, but we're still getting people in there. I'll save it for next week. So if you want to be mentioned at the end of this podcast, make sure you DM us and we'll get your name shouted out for us. But we appreciate you listening all the way to the end and hearing what we have to say. And hopefully you really enjoyed our conversation with Puma and learned something new today. Yeah. And stick around next week for our full recap of TRE. Talk about our favorite things for 2022 that are coming out uh all the cool stuff that we got to see and yeah stuff that we're stoked about so uh be psyched for that hi mom talk to you oh, later yeah. <laughs> all right hey hidden is there a hidden track on this yeah one? there always is okay